Now broadcasting from his hidden bunker and fully stocked bar, it is the Saturday Report with Colt Sebastian Taylor. Thank you and welcome to the Saturday Report with me, Colt Sebastian Taylor, adventurer, entrepreneur, and amateur breakdancer. Welcome to AWSM Radio, a independent digital-only radio station that plays today's best music, Old school classics, along with a rotating cast of all-star DJs. AWSM Radio focuses on mainstream artists, independent artists, along with a variety of interesting talk and music shows throughout the day, such as myself. All we do is entertain, inspire, and inform. And I want to engage with you, my friends, and I want you to be part of the conversation here on my show. So, please, follow me, find me at Twitter and Rizzle at Colt. S. Taylor and catch up with the news I'm reading on my website every day of the week at ColtSebastianTaylor.com. All right, friends, let's get started with today's Saturday Report. It's that time of the week again. It's time for a Kanye West 2020 presidential update. Yeezy for the White House, the Easter. As you remember, he is running under the birthday party ticket. Uh, has limited limited ballot access, but you know what? There have been some polls released over the last uh, week or two that I really didn't get into. I went into some national polls, but there are some uh, statewide polls. Uh, unfortunately for Mr. West, he is either maintaining his level of support or somewhat losing it. Uh, in Arizona, Minnesota, Oklahoma, Pennsylvania... And Wisconsin, and he is not on all of these states on their ballot as it is. He is polling between 2 and 0%. Uh, the latest poll coming from Arizona, him coming in at 0%. Uh, and that's, I mean, there's a margin of error, so he could be at 2%, but he came in at a whopping 0% there. So I don't, again, I don't think he's going to do very well. Uh, the only poll. The only poll, and this is somewhat topical, consider considering uh, Donald Trump had has tested positive for COVID nineteen uh, this week. The only poll in which he does better than two percent is a hypothetical race between him, Mike Pence, and Joe Biden. That is the only poll out there, even suggesting, even suggesting that he would make an impact in any sort of national numbers if that was the case. The only other poll was just days after his announcement, it came in at 8%, but that was a very, very limited, limited poll. So, unfortunately, I again must maintain my, um, maintain my prediction that uh, Kanye West will not have much of an impact in this election. Um, I am... Really just curious to see how many votes he gets overall. So that's basically the only reason why I am still following this. So this may be the last Kanye West 2020 update on a weekly basis. I might check in every other week here with uh, Kanye because it looks like things have have really slowed down. Uh, People magazine put out a article about his presidential campaign and how it completely just fell apart in three months. And the basic basic headline of that one is that there were just too many cooks in the kitchen, so to speak. And um, although I mean I, I really don't think he, I think I think there's probably some other reasons other than that why it fell apart. But uh, yep, that is your Kanye West 2020 presidential update here on the Saturday Report. Next up, we go to New York City, where the city that never sleeps. Uh, 
also can be kind of a jerk sometimes. Uh, as you may uh, know, on a past episode here of the Saturday Report, I talked about Rick Moranis making his return to the screen in a Mint Mobile commercial with Ryan Reynolds. Uh, well, he was punched in the head. <laughs> it was just punched in the head this week. There is surveillance footage of nice 69-year-old sweet Rick Moranis walking down the street in New York, walks by someone, and the uh, person punches him right on the side of the head and knocks him over. So he went to the hospital with uh, head pain, hip and back pain, but you know I think he's, he's going to be okay and whatnot. But, um, ugh, boy... Uh, it's, 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 it's shame that that happened to him. He's a very nice person. And uh, Ryan Reynolds sent out he, his, a tweet to Hope and Well. It said, should have known not to subject Rick to the year 2020. Glad to hear he's okay. I can't say that's a terrible idea. Maybe Rick ran should wait till 2020 was over. But, uh, he is recovering. The suspect is at large, but they have a pretty good picture of him. So, I would imagine they'll catch up with him sooner or later. So, I hope if Rick Moranis, I'm sure he's a fan of the show. If he's listening, sir, I hope you make a speedy recovery. Next, a natural segue between Rick Moranis and Conan the Barbarian. Yes, Arnold's famous role. Crush your enemies, see them driven before them. I do a really good Arnold impression, if I, if I would say so myself. But Netflix is looking to develop a Conan the Barbarian series. Yes, yes. So if you like, you know, fantasy, sorcery, and sword stories, then, hey, that is, that's going to be your place to go. Um, so Conan, a little background for you, Conan the Barbarian was known as uh, Conan the Cremarian. And actually, his character of Conan dates back to 1932. That's right. The story of Conan the Barbarian is over 80 years old. It was in Weird Tales magazine. Uh, now, the character was made famous by Arnold Schwarzenegger in Conan the Barbarian and in the sequel, Conan the Destroyer, in 1982 and 1984, respectively. Also, also, you may not know this, but a, a very young James Earl Jones, yes, the voice of Darth Vader, was in one of those movies as well. He played the bad guy. So uh, he made the movies there. Now, there was another movie called Red Sonia, which is from that sort of era of stories in 1932, uh, had Arnold in it. But because of copyright issues, he was not known as Conan in that movie. So, uh, there was also a movie remake in 2011 with Jason Momoa, which you know as Carl Drago from Game of Thrones, or Aquaman from the um, uh, League of Justice movies. Uh, did okay, although not so great that you know they made more movies off of it. So, but now uh, Netflix is looking to develop uh, some shows. Um, on Netflix, and maybe even a cartoon series. Now, there were previous cartoon series of it in the early and late 90s, and it was not as uh, bloody as the original movies. Um, and I, I vaguely, vaguely recall watching those back in the day. But uh, you know what? I, I watched a few episodes of The Witcher, and, you know, if it's going to be kind of like that, I'm down. I'm down to watch it. No word yet on who's going to star in it. Uh, I imagine they'll get someone, you know, pretty good for it. But Netflix, Netflix is practically printing their own money. So uh, I'm sure it'll be a well-put-together series. Fun fact. Fun fact. And this is, although, could be, I believe this is an urban legend. When the original Conan came out in 1982, um, 
they were going to have toys for it. Because, you know, Star Wars had came out, so toys were the big part of these movies coming out. And, okay, swords. Kids like swords and whatnot. We'll, we'll, make, some, we'll make some Conan uh, toys. And this is Hasbro. They didn't really watch the movie. They just, you know, got a description of the characters and they were making toys for the movie. Well, if you haven't seen Conan the Barbarian, uh, it's bloody. It's a bloody, bloody movie and I believe a bit of nudity in it also. Hasbro, a kid's toy, says, well, you know, we can't, uh, we can't, we can't sell these toys. So, they painted the head, uh, blonde and that's where we got He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. Again, urban legend, urban legend. I don't, I, I, it's probably been disproven by now, but, uh, you know what? A part of me, a part of me like to think that the 1982, everyone has really awful hair in these suits. They're all smoking because smoking was cool back then. All trying to figure out what to do with this warehouse full of Conan toys they cannot possibly sell to kids for this R-rated movie. And the one guy says, hey, why don't we just paint the guy blonde and make a really terrible cartoon? That sounds good. Hurrah, 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 hurrah. So... In conclusion, Conan, the Barbarian, coming to Netflix. Uh, you should check it out, because I'm going to check it out, and I will give you a review as soon as I watch an episode. We now move on to space, where no one can hear you scream, because there's no air. And so having air up in space is critical for not dying. Well, the International Space Station has had an air leak for quite a while. Now, this air leak is very small, very minor, uh, so minor and so small that uh, NASA has not made it really a priority to find it because it's, it's so tiny, it's tough, it's tough to track down. So there were several false alarms last week about there being a major air leak. Uh, they tr triggered some sensors, and so during this uh, lockdown, they, they kind of closed off all these different modules of the space station. Now, the space station is made up of modules. So think of it as like, you know, Legos. These pieces fit together and they make a bigger and bigger and bigger and, and a bigger space station. Well, they locked down all the modules just to figure out where the air leak was coming from. And uh, previously, they weren't really able to figure out what was going on. This time, however, they detected a slight air leak in one of the modules built by Russia. Uh, and now finally, they are going to eventually try to find this air leak and track it down and finally seal it. So previously, I mean, Space Station is pretty big. You just can't go around all over the place looking for an air leak that's so minor it doesn't affect anything. You do have science and other things to do. But now that they have figured out where roughly this air leak is, uh, they're going to be investigating the Russian module a little bit more closely and try to find out where the air is sort of sneaking out of the station to the point that it's setting off these false alarms. Uh, so that was interesting. I have never been in space, and I imagine never none of you have either. But uh, you know what? If I had a chance to go to the space station, I probably would do it. Would you pay for it? I don't have, you know, $30 million or however much it costs to get up there. But, you know, I'd give it a whirl. Yeah, why not? I think it'd be... Wouldn't it be fun for me to broadcast... The Saturday Report with Colt Sebastian Taylor from space. Although I don't know what their internet connection is like up there, so that might not be the best idea. Well, anyways, my friends, I wanted to share that with you. Another always always enjoy a good space story, but uh, yep, they tracked down the air leak roughly on the International Space Station. Keeping with science, but now moving down to Earth, I read a recent 
report that scientists predict that unless we change the way we do things here on this beautiful planet of ours, we could lose up to 40% of our plant species in the coming years, two in five, basically, will be wiped off of this plant uh, due to climate change, uh, us changing the environment, building into areas we've never built in before. But uh, a lot of plants are feeling a lot of pressure, and some are in danger of extinction. And uh, some of these plants are pretty important. Uh, scientists identified over 700 plants, over 700, that are used to help make uh, drugs, uh, for, to keep us well, and uh, even more being studied for their properties as possible solutions for other diseases and illnesses, uh, but you know they can't study them if uh, they are extinct. So just another sign that we need to treat this earth just a little bit better or we're going to lose a bunch of plants, and some of those plants, uh, you know, may help us uh, cure some future diseases that we don't even know about. However, what I do know my friends, is that you need to be on here Friday at 9 p.m. and Sundays at 10 p.m. and listen to an amazing show here on AWSM Radio, DC Live in Effect. He is our in-house DJ. And DC, you do not want to miss. You don't want to miss him smashing it on the ones and twos, kicking the beats from his South Florida compound. He is an amazing DJ, and we're very lucky to have him here on AWSM Radio on Fridays at 9 and Sundays at 10. Uh, you should check him out also, also my friends, check him out on his Instagram, and he joins me on Rizzle from time to time. Uh, so listen to him, DC, live in effect. I mean, if you're listening to me today, you heard him last night, clear your Sunday schedule, listen to him at 10 p.m. on Sundays, 9 p.m. on Fridays, DC live in effect here on AWSM Radio. Moving on to Europe. Uh, where the Berlin patient has passed away from uh, cancer. The Berlin patient was an anonymous patient who was cured, yes, cured from HIV in 2008. Uh, he had since come forward to be uh, reveal his name as Timothy Ray Brown. Um, but yes, he was cured uh, effectively of the disease um, due to a bone marrow transplant. Uh, he had a... Um, Acute uh, myeloid leukemia, uh, which is a, a blood cancer, and many ways to treat leukemia is a bone marrow transplant, which, if you don't know what that is, it's, uh, it makes me shiver. They basically drill into your bone and pull out the bone marrow and then transport it and put it into someone else's bone marrow. Well, he received um, bone marrow uh, from a donor who had a rare genetic mutation in it that made his body naturally resistant to HIV, and the mutation is known as CCR5 Delta 32. I don't know what Delta 31 does, but this natural resistance in this uh, person's body that lived in the bone marrow was transferred over to him. So, I mean, effectively curing him from HIV, he picked up this naturally resistant mutation in the bone marrow and it stuck with him and they keep test, they kept testing him, kept, kept testing him, kept testing him and he remained HIV free. Now, this is not a practical way to cure everyone from HIV. Um, there's not enough bone marrow that has this, uh, this mutation, but it got some ideas in scientists as trying to develop a cure, or at least a vaccine, for HIV. Now, since then, 
Since then, uh, there have been another patient two years ago uh, by the name of Adam Castillo. He was known as the London patient. Um, he received HIV antiretroviral, antiretroviral therapy, uh, and then he ended up being cleared from HIV as well. So there's two people. One just passed away, uh, but this other person... Um, he, he was cured from HIV. Uh, he underwent uh, one uh, stem cell transportation instead of two, and he did not have radiotherapy to his entire radiotherapy to his entire body as part of the treatment, unlike Timothy Ray Brown did. So, uh, unfortunately, like I said, he passed away due to cancer. He wasn't able quite to beat that, but uh, his treatment and curing of HIV led to a lot of new research in this area. They've made uh, some progress, and um, yeah, so I figured I'd bring that story to you, that uh, this very important milestone in fighting the HIV uh, pandemic, uh, this patient, uh, hopefully the, his scientific contribution during his treatment will help us all one day find a cure for HIV. Moving on to the world of business, Prime Day, Amazon Prime Day is coming, yes, Prime Day. It is uh, October 13th and 14th this year, and given the, you know, the, the state of the pandemic, some experts are saying that this might be the biggest, the biggest Prime Day of all time with a lot of online shopping. Uh, some of the pre-Black Friday sale that sort of pops up before Black Friday, a lot of people do a lot of online shopping on Amazon Prime. They have, you know, 48 hours of deals and, you know, a deal every hour. Now, Amazon's not a sponsor of the Saturday Port with Colt Sebastian Taylor. Get on that, Bezos, because I'll take your money. But uh, the Prime Day, uh, which I thought was interesting. I'm not plugging Amazon Prime Day, but I find it interesting that they're doing this. Um, they've started to do this every year now. Now, Prime Day was a response to Singles Day in China. Now, Amazon does not have a big presence in China. Alibaba, uh, which is the big the big Amazon-like competitor in China, uh, had this holiday called Singles Day, which apparently is a holiday in China where people who are single just go out and buy themselves something nice for themselves. Sort of like a treat yourself, <laughs> Singles Day. But, um, and it showed to be this huge, huge spike in sales on that day. Amazon wanted to uh, mimic that, so they came up with Prime Day, Amazon Prime Day. So, but this Prime Day is starting to really cut into competitors. Competitors are seeing this, and they are coming out with their own sales uh, on these days. So they're trying to compete, try to wrestle back some of that market share from Amazon and have their own specials on these days. Now, also, if you have Amazon Prime, you know that you get, like, free shipping and whatnot. That model is starting to be copied by other stores. Uh, Target and Walmart and some others are having a sort of subscription service where for a certain amount of money a month, you can get free shipping on all online orders, which will be delivered to your house. So they're trying to wrestle back some of that money Amazon has stolen from them. And uh, they're coming out with their own sort of, um, you know, uh, programs as well. So I, I don't think I'm going to sign for every single one. If they want to give me one to test out, I'd be more than happy to. But uh, you should see this increased competition, I think. 
on these subscriptions, these services to get free shipping. You pay 10 bucks a month and you buy as much as you want online. We'll ship it to your house. Given the pandemic war that we're in, again, this is, I think, a shift in our culture that there's going to be a whole lot more online shopping. And then when we have the vaccine, whenever that is, I think it's going to stick around. It's just kind of convenient to sort of sit at home and wait for things to come to you. Now, you can't buy everything online. I think it'd be tough to buy, you know, shoes. I don't buy shoes online, but like a lot of other things, it could be. So, friends, not only should you be on the lookout for Amazon Prime Day, but look at Walmart, Target, all the big stores. They're probably, during that time period, having their own sell, their own sales, and hey, you might grab yourself a deal. Now, friends, on to some truly sad news. Farmville. Yes, yes, that virtual farm you played on Facebook years ago. Well, the game is being retired and will cease operations at the end of this year on December 31st. So if you have a farm, you might want to, uh, might want to uh, harvest those artichokes, milk those cows, and check on your friends' farms one last time because... Farmville will be no more in 2021, yet another casualty of 2020. Now, why is Farmville going kaput? That is a very interesting story. Well, it's not because of COVID-19 related things, uh, but it's because of just technology. Now, Farmville was mainly a game you played on a web browser, on your website. You know, 10 years ago, there was much more traffic on on computer than there are on a mobile device. Well, first, a lot less people are doing stuff on computers. They're doing more on mobile devices. So sort of game game activity has gone down a bit. But more importantly, the platform which the game is supported on is no longer going to be um, around. See, Farmville operated on Adobe Flash, which was, uh, well, it was made by Adobe. And a lot of games back then operated on Flash. Well, Flash always had security issues, a lot of security holes, and Adobe made the decision to no longer support Flash, that they were not going to support this anymore. And a lot of browsers are starting to ban Flash from their browsers, so come January 1st, 2021, you you can't really load up any games that use Flash anymore. So with that in mind, the folks at Farmville decided to close up shop and end things on December 31st. They're ending in-game purchases in mid-November, although I'm not sure who would buy anything in October if something is ending in December. And then finally, the sun will set on this storied game, Farmville, on December 31st. A casualty of technology. Now, this game never really moved to mobile devices like apps or your phone apps and whatnot. There's lots of, you know, games similar to it, but uh, they never really made the swap over to mobile devices, um, which, you know, is kind of, kind of reminds me of Netflix and Blockbuster and Blockbuster not really uh, embracing the whole streaming format or Redbox, you know, the, 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 the boxes of DVDs outside. And they're like, nope, nope, it's fine. We'll be just fine. But uh, Farmville never really adopted a mobile a mobile strategy and never really got on the iPads or the phones. Uh, with that said, I would not be surprised that come mid-2021, with great fanfare, a Farmville app will pop up and people will start all over again. Uh, maybe it's tough to transfer all that data from the web browser to an app. 
and whatnot and let things cool off for six months and then come back with a new app and people can start farming again. Uh, I had a Farmville as well. I imagine everything has burned down by now. It's just a dust bowl because I haven't been there in probably 10 years. Yeah, that sounds about right. I don't think those cows... I don't think those cows made it. No, I don't think those cows made it at all. Next up to farms in the real world. So as you may remember, these past few weeks, I've talked about the wildfires out in California. Well, this uh, past week, uh, a fire kind of just exploded in the Napa Valley where there's many, many famous, many famous wineries there. And unfortunately, Several wineries were damaged. Several historic wineries were destroyed. Vineyards were burnt away. Uh, you know, barns full of bottles of wine were destroyed. Guest houses and whatnot. And many, many have been damaged. Just a partial list. I don't know if you've been out to California, but the uh, Burgess Cellars, Fairwind Estates, uh, Chateau Boswell, the uh, Bremer Family Winery, and the Sterling Vineyards. Uh, have all have all been damaged uh, due to the fire out there known as the glass fire out in Napa and Samo, uh, Sonoma counties. Um, the size of the fire was very small and then ballooned to 11,000 acres over the course of just 24 hours. They're having a real, real problem out there trying to knock these down. But this is just more pressure on the wine industry. Um, it's one thing to have terrible grapes to make wine. It's another thing to have your wine bottles and places where you make the wine all burned down. So I would not be surprised again, my friends, to see a shortage of wine or prices increase over the next uh, few months as wine country takes a beating, takes a beating uh, out there in California. Um, but that said, there could be some opportunities from for uh, vineyards and wineries closer to you, some local ones. Uh, maybe filling that gap with their own variety. So I would certainly encourage you, my fine wine friends out there, listening to me on your radio app, you know, buy local. Check out a few local wineries, support them. They're as hard as hit as we all are during COVID-19. And, uh, you know, supporting local wineries will keep them in business and help you and help your community, you know, remain strong. And besides, I hear white wine is just fantastic this time of year. Um, I know nothing about wine. I know there are red ones, and there are white ones, and then there are rosé ones, which I assume are made from roses. I mean, otherwise, why would you call it rosé? That's just crazy. Totally crazy. Now for a follow-up to a story I did, uh, I believe, last week involving Bill Murray. Bill Murray, one of my favorite actors of all time. Well, Bill Murray is coming out, was had these golf shirts, uh, and he's been using some music, and he used some music by the Doobie Brothers, uh, but did not pay for them. So the Doobie Brothers, their lawyers, sent him a very sort of uh, funny but you know serious legal letter asking him to either pay or stop using their music and uh, said, you know, made fun of Garfield and then said that only Donald Trump uses their music without their permission more than he does. Well, the lawyers for Bill Murray sent a letter back. Now, if you haven't heard that previous letter, go back to a previous episode because I've read it. And now I'm going to read Bill Murray's response to the Doobie Brothers regarding using their song. Dear Mr. Paterno, 
Our firm represents WM Golf Inc., also known as William Murphy Golf. First, I would like to compliment you on finding levity in the law at the time when the world and this country certainly could use a laugh. Your client's demand was able to cut through the noise of the news cycle and remind us how much we all miss live music these days. We would also like to confirm that both our firm and the good folks at William Murphy Golf are indeed fans of Doobie Brothers music, which is why we appreciate your firm's choice of taking it to the streets rather than the courts, which are already overburdened minute by minute with real problems. I am sure that Howard King of your firm, who argued that the song Blurred Lines, Robin Thicke, Pharrell Williams, NTI, did not infringe on Marvin Gaye's composition, got to give it up, would agree that your client was not harmed under these circumstances. All that to say, your negative comments about their fashionableness are especially disconcerting to all of us, especially considering 75% of my wardrobe consists of William Murray Polo's shorts and pants. Color me biased, but the consensus on this side of the table is that Bill and the brothers have some of the most clever and creative lifestyle wear available. In the immortal words of Mr. Murray, the more relaxed you are, the better you are at everything. So, let's pour one up and unwind with a listen to the recently released Quadio box set and plan to cross paths at a Doobie Brothers 50th anniversary show in 2021 when some level of normalcy resumes. As your client so aptly stated in this classic song in question, what, quote, what the people need is a way to make them smile which both Bill and the Doobie Brothers have for decades a world as world-class entertainers. Please provide us with the, with the shirt size for yourself, Tom Johnson, Patrick Sibbins, Michael McDonald, and John McPhee, along with which of our clients' shirts you find least offensive. And we will happily upgrade your wardrobe and hopefully win each of you over as fans of the new brand. At least that's what, quote, what this fool believes. So that uh, letter was chocked full of Doobie Brother references, and uh, Bill Murray's lawyer is offering, uh, not offering to pay for the song, but to let them pick out whatever shirts they like, hand them over, and then, you know, hook up at the 50-year anniversary show in 2021 and have some sort of joint appearance and whatnot uh, as uh, as compensation for using their song. Now, last I checked, no uh, word yet on how this was received by the Doobie Brothers, uh, but hey, you know, I would say if Bill Murray wanted to use one of my things, and I get some Bill Murray shirts, that'd be good enough for me. Uh, their main argument is that this is not hurting them in any way. So, you know, the, the asking them to cease and desist, you know, they're not. They would like to keep using the song, not pay for it, but they'll compensate them with some shirts and, you know, coming together later. We'll see what happens. Um, I'll, I'll keep an eye on this for you, my friends. But uh, that was Bill Murray's response to the humorous letter sent to him. Uh, made a lot of, got a lot of uh, good press out of this, of these sort of funny, quirky, snarky legal letters back and forth uh, between these two sets of lawyers representing their clients. Well, Rick Moranis is not the only person who has returned to the TV. Uh, so has Shepard Smith. Shepard Smith returned to reporting the news this week on CNBC. Uh, he previously was working for Fox News. In fact, he was at Fox News during the inception of the channel in 1996. He had been there for a very, very long time. He had reported on the death of Princess Diana, Bill Clinton's impeachment, Columbine, the Columbine shooting, Oklahoma City 
bomber execution, Hurricane Katrina. And uh, in 2003, he you know, started doing the Fox Report with Shepard Smith and became a very, very high, very high ratings uh, magnet there at Fox News. Uh, he became the managing editor of the Fox News Breaking Division in 2013 and was a host of Shepard Smith Reporting and uh, was being paid, I mean, like $8 million a year. So, so, um, he resigned in October, on October 11th, 2019, he said he was leaving the network. He was leaving the network. Uh, he had been, um, you know, butting, butting heads there for two years with, uh, Sean Haney and Tucker Carlson, uh, refuting some of the popular, uh, you know, stories that were on there. He took, went out of his way to, uh, you know, refute, refute the Hillary Clinton Ukrainian uh, uranium story um, in the Clinton Foundation, you know, stuff like that. Uh, and he irritated a lot of the, you know, personalities on there like Sean Hannity and Tucker Carlson and many others. And they had some on-air beef between each other. And, uh, you know, despite signing a new multi-year contract in 2000, 2018, he left. October 11th, at the end of the show, he said, well, this is my last show, I'm leaving. And then, he was gone. But he has now returned to the news news airwaves on CNBC with the the news with Shepard Smith. Uh, he go, Now, CNBC, if you don't know, is mostly a financial network uh, television uh, station. But he plans to go beyond, quote, aim to go beyond financial markets to tell rich, deep, reported stories across the entire landscape of global news. Now, uh, this is very similar to a the time slot hosted by Brian Williams. And, uh, I mean, I caught the first show. I mean, I like Shepard Smith. I think he's a great reporter. If you haven't, um, if you want to have a good laugh, go to YouTube and look for Shepard Smith Llama. Uh, and this happened, oh man, this had quite a, quite a number of years ago, but I, I guess it was a slow news day, but in Arizona, a pair of llamas got loose in a retirement community, and I guess it was boring down there because they had helicopter coverage of these llamas running around and people trying to catch them, and Shepard Smith was reporting on it like it was a L.A. car chase and whatnot, so... He was having some fun. He has a very good sense of humor. I would recommend checking it out. Uh, his research staff started giving him some llama facts. Uh, he named the llamas. Um, it was. It's just a very funny news. It was like 10, 15 minutes. Very funny news clip for you to watch. Kind of gives you a taste of Shepard Smith's sense of humor. But uh, once again, welcome back to the Airways, Shepard Smith on CNBC. You know, check out his show. It's a... Uh, Weekdays at 7 p.m. Uh, just started, and uh, he's back on the news. I should try to get him on the show. Do you think Shepard Smith will come on my show? Hmm, that might be a tall order. I might have to call. I might have to call in some favors. Tell you what, if I could get Shepard Smith on the Saturday report with Colt Sebastian Taylor, um, I will buy myself a steak there. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good reward. Well, I better get on that because I'll tell you who will not have a problem getting uh, anyone famous on her show. That's my pal, Rox. And it's the Rox Sessions, her Monday through Friday show from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. It's her drive time show, making sure to make that your make sure that your evening commute home is fun. 
I mean, it not only features the hottest music on the charts, but also some surprises in between. And who knows? She might, she might steal, she might steal Shepard Smith away from me and get him on her show. That that is classic, classic rocks. She is a devious but also fantastic person. You should check out her show. She's going to make it rock, rocks style again. You know, put in your Google Calendar that. Monday through Friday, 5 p.m. to 7 p.m., you need to tune into AWSM Radio and listen to The Rock Sessions, hosted by my fantastic pal, Rocks. Finally, in entertainment news, Takashi69 was rushed to the hospital recently due to a drug overdose. Uh, not on, you know, your typical drugs you think you would over-OD on, but he apparently had an adverse reaction to caffeine and diet supplements. Uh, he had been spending some time in prison and uh, was using hydro hydroxy cut pills, which I guess are dieting caffeine pills, to help him lose weight. He claimed to be weighing over 200 pounds, but has lost 30 pounds since being on this regimen. But diet pills and caffeine pills can have adverse reactions, and his heart rate shot way up, and he began to sweat excessively, which is a telltale sign that perhaps something isn't quite right. So he was rushed to the hospital, uh, doing fine right now. Uh, you may remember that uh, Takashi69 uh, pled guilty to nine felony charges, including a variety of firearm uh, charges, and apparently admitted involvement with the nine tray gangsta bloods. Uh, but he cooperated with authorities, so he was pretty much given a much more lenient sentence other than 47 years to life, which he is facing. Uh, he is in home confinement right now. He's got one of those ankle GPS doohickeys to his ankles. Uh, he's allowed to leave to seek out medical treatment or visit his attorney, um, but those things would need to be approved by the probation department. But given it was an emergency, I imagine that, um, you know, they, was, they allowed him to allowed him to go and uh, get immediate treatment for his drug overdose. Now, uh in May, in May, during the COVID-19 pandemic, he attempted to donate apparently thousands and thousands of dollars to No Kid Hungry, but uh, the campaign, given his criminal background, declined his offer for his charitable donation. So, uh, he apparently is on the road to recovery. Uh, I have to be honest with you, I am not a big Takashi 69 fan. More not, not not in terms of music, is I just don't know what his music is. But boy, howdy, do I recognize him when he pops his head in the news? My guy has a very specific, very specific look. But uh, OD on caffeine and drug pills. So my friends, if uh, you need to be careful with any medication that you're taking for any reason, not to overdo it. Always read the instructions because you don't want to uh, end up in the hospital with uh, with an OD issues. So. Mr. Takashi, I hope you get well soon, and I'm sure your music will be played here soon on AWSM Radio. Well, that just about wraps up another Saturday report with me, Colt Sebastian Taylor. Thank you for joining me today. Remember, my friends, you can find me on Twitter and Rizzle, where I have recently become verified at Colt S. Taylor. Feel free to engage me on there if you want me to cover a specific story or you just want to engage with me. And, my friends, if you need a daily source of news, check out ColtSebastianTaylor.com where I'm I'm sharing news stories every day. Uh, ColtSebastianTaylor.com, you can see all of my adventures 
interviews and YouTube stuff and some, you know, some other things I'm working on. So go there for all your Colt Sebastian Taylor needs. And until next time, my friends, I am, of course, your friend, Colt Sebastian Taylor, and I'll see you later. <laughs>